Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Get away from me. Hey, hey, it's Dark Place Dreamers, episode six of six. Robert, we're done. I'm, a, I'm very sad. I, I was know. about to say I'm a little bit sad, but actually I'm very sad. I really enjoyed this journey of um, well, doing a podcast and actually following a show and breaking it down analytically. So um, well, how do you think... the? What's your overall thoughts on the show, you know, as a show? I still think it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Overall, I think I've watched it. I'm going to go away. At some <laughs> point, I will forget about it. And um, you'll be better for it, right? Yeah, that's where it's going to reside. It's never <laughs> going to come up again. At some point, somebody will say, you know, did you do a podcast? And I will remember the show. I think I'm going to remember the doing the podcast more than actually watching the show. I think no yeah, offense, Dean. I think I you know you love this. Ah, look, it's fine. This is more or less what I was expecting. And is that so? Tell us, um, you know, is that you retired from podcasting, or are you going to crop up once or twice in in other projects? I'd absolutely love to pop up in more projects. This is the first thing that I've actually I've done podcasts before, but not to this level of. Uh, oh, I didn't even know you'd, you'd done some before. That's cool. Uh, yeah, but it was for like, you know, it was for work or for education, that kind of oh, stuff. This right, was just right. a bit of fun. So actually making a podcast that was just for us, just just for the book boys, you know, that's it. That was always. Uh... Well, we might say um, I asked you a question that like we'd already actually discussed. Uh, we might get you to crop up somewhere in a film fellows or a playboys down the line. So um, that's uh, you've been a good co-host. Oh, thank you very much. And. I should say as well, by the way, because we've got to mention it somewhere. Thank you to Wiggly of Trapdoor for the theme song, C-Rex. Um, Save me from what I've become with Wiggly and Chiz uh, on vocals. And uh, I, lo- I love that song and I, I love all of Trapdoor's uh, stuff. So uh, I have a kind of standing... Wiggly's an old friend and he lets me use any of his music on, on uh, all the shows. So just uh, it's good to say thank you from time to time. And Wiggly'sWorld.com is his uh, site. So guys, this was the last episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. This is the one with the song. And Dean had hyped this song up and I just thought, okay, yeah, it's just Dean. He loves weird things. This is just going to be a weird thing that uh, it's just not going to resonate with me. But damn it, this was the most beautiful thing I've seen in all of my life. <laughs> all of my life has led the moment of me watching this song. I knew it. I knew it. That's how I felt about this song, you know. So look, and the song happens pretty early in the episode too, which is good. Um, so look, let's let's get into it. We open up. Garth is describing a sex scene from one of his books, and uh, it's getting very sensual. And then it says, "And then a hell beast ate them." 
And that's that's the end of the scene. Um, And he says, this episode is a tale of love and loss, but a bit less whiny than Romeo and Juliet. Um, That will not be our last Romeo and Juliet reference in the episode. Um, He then says the interviews with himself and Dean Lerner and Todd Rivers mean that you don't have to think of yourself, which is probably best. Uh, And then he says, enjoy the episode like a hamper of white wine and continental cheeses. Although my notes have autocorrected to confidential cheeses. So I don't know what's going on there. I like the idea of confidential cheeses. (laughs) It's just a bit more, you know, I don't want you to know what cheeses I'm having with my wine. That's it. You know, they're secret cheeses. So this is, I've written down, this is the last time we see the world's best. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What? Just secret cheese, Dean's secret cheese. I think you've got oh goodness, you've got a production line right there. Oh goodness! So last time we see the world's best intro, and then we get green mist, very similar to the red Scotch mist from the previous episode. Um, now you had said that this rehashed the uh, plot from the previous episode, so I was kind of told I was kind of expecting just the same episode mm. twice. This was. Definitely different because it wasn't so much that the mist was. I mean, it was more a cloud than a mist. Yeah, look, it was. It was. It was was totally ominous presence. Yeah, I was unfair. It's just that there's a second mist. That's really the only similarity. This one's green, though. Very specifically green. green. Let's carry on. It's the creeping mist from the shores of Sugoth, or I can't even remember what the title is. But yeah, so we see a green mist. And then a porter has a lady in a bed um, in the hospital and he leaves her beside an air vent, which is flooding green mist into the room. And he says, I'm just going to leave you briefly beside this vent. And they point at the vent and there's mist and they don't notice the mist. And the porter goes to the toilet, comes back, screams, I forgot to flush, goes away again. And then the mist gets the girl and her fingers turn to broccoli. And he gets on the phone and says, get me Dr. Rick Douglas, MD, now. So it's interesting that when anything happens, they go straight to Douglas. Well, who else would you go to in that hospital? There's very few other people there. For a start. I, I know. <laughs> so Garth. Then I mean, you s- either go to him or Matt Berry. And uh, yeah, I, there's something off putting about Matt Berry. Um, mm. What I liked about this particular, like that reaction as well was, it wasn't that her fingers had turned to broccoli. It was just that her fingers had a tinge of green about them. And she was limp in the bed. He didn't bother to check anything. He didn't bother to check with herself or <laughs> check vitals or just anything. It was just uh, straight to the phone. Um, this annoys me. I know I loved bad acting in the beginning. Um, but I felt like this was good acting, acting bad mm. and doing it poorly because this uh, particular portal was it was graham uh linhan yes. and i like him he's a good actor um i think he i can't actually remember what he pops up in uh, in particular but there's something well this is this is graham right. linhan who who wrote the it crowd and father ted right yeah yeah so this is yeah, this is where he him. this he's, is he's where the he... it crowd yeah, so I mean, he he wrote and directed the IT Crowd and Father Ted. So I guess this is where he met Richard Ayoade and Matt Berry, I presume, or this is you know mm-hmm. a previous collaboration with them before bringing them into the IT Crowd. I hadn't even thought of that. I just assume everybody at uh, on production knows each other at some point. 
I, I suppose, yeah, but it's cool because, you know, he's a bit of a legend. You know, Father Ted's legendary around here. So that's, uh, it's cool to see him, you know, popping up as a per acting uh, porter. Um, so we have, um, we have Garth. He says he's a language junkie. That's his hit. He quotes Wordsworth, points out that he is quoting Wordsworth and says, you know, and there weren't even rhyming dictionaries back then. So, you know. <laughs> And now Dean says Garth is the most humble um, author that he's worked with, the most humble celebrity or or sort of client that he's worked with. And he's worked with Lulu and four other people. So we're talking creme de la creme. Dag now driving Sanchez and Liz in the weird cardboard car that they're always driving in. And he's annoyed that they haven't thanked him. And he looks at them and says, you're welcome. And Liz is reading a newspaper in the back and he asks Liz what she's doing for dinner and she gets all flustered and excited and thinks he's asking her out and he is not because he doesn't find her attractive, as we know. So then Sanchez asks her out and offers to put pork pies and eggs into soup and she says, no thanks, I'm going to wash my hair, plus I've now got a headache. (laughs) So it is that kind of ultimate put down of the standard tropes. Yeah, and poor Sanchez, because, I mean, let's be honest, he is better looking than Douglas, so... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> However, we did get that beauty of a song. We now get this. the song and the opening lines. Matt Berry's in the car. He's thinking, you know, she's just shot him down. And the opening lines of the song, why won't she be mine? I wish I was more attractive like Douglas. One can only dream. <laughs> <laughs> so it's amazing. Matt Berry's a good singer, if you don't know. And this is he's the, got a good voice. He does. And this is the most 80s thing ever. And he's singing and he's driving along in the car. And we've got um, vocal harmonies. And he's doing like high-pitched harmonies. And everything's amazing. And I've written down the song, exclamation, exclamation. He's a one-track lover. Harmonies are amazing. Everything is amazing. Dag playing synth guitar on the roof is amazing. Everything is the best thing ever. Moss rapping is also amazing. <laughs> so... I love this song. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, that's what really made it feel, was just seeing Richard Ayoade just He raps, she's smooth, like ice, cold to the touch, but it isn't very nice. And then in the background, Matt Berry's doing the backing vocals, cold to the touch. I love this. This is the best thing I've ever my seen in my life. <laughs> only problem with this song is that the opening scene is Matt Berry in bed, and I see far too much of him. <laughs> but that's a trope of those like 80s videos. He wakes up alone in the bed, you know. And Yeah, but we see him in his underpants, I know. which we could have done without, to be fair. Absolutely. I just don't need to see Matt Berry's nipples. Yeah, I've also written This is Heaven. Um, <laughs> now, I, I sent you the extended version of the song. I don't know if you're aware of this. But that was a fan-made video because the extended version doesn't have a music mm-hmm. video. So someone put that together. <laughs> I mean, I did not realize this show had such a fun... <laughs> had any fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any fans that they were willing to even go through the effort of making a music video for the show. This is a weird... Have we found some sort of underground cult or something? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I love the bridge because then Garth, you know, gives up his playing synth guitar on the roof to sing the bridge, but he sings it in his weird accent. And it's just, I don't know, it doesn't really fit the song because Matt Berry's actually a good singer and 
the other guy, Matthew Holness or whatever he's called, is not. And he just sings. Oh, I don't, I don't know. It's the, it's the best thing I've ever seen. So if you're not going to watch the show, just go on YouTube and put in one track lover and just listen to the song credited to Todd Rivers. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. Okay. Now Reed asks uh, Sanchez, open the door. And that ties in with the end of the lyrics, the door, the door, and then they open the door. Um, also the song has some innuendos about tailpipes and back doors and, and various things, um, but it's all good. So, he says, sorry, I was having a bad dream. And they see the girl and her skin is now green. And Sanchez sees her and immediately falls in love. And that's grand. So he's fallen in love. Dag um, says, Todd is wonderful in this scene. Sometimes you're watching him almost as much as me. Um, so I, I, do <laughs> like, I do like Garth's humility there, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, it's just... A show wrapped around a man's ego. It is. And Liz says she's a little off color and they laugh, but then Sanchez gets annoyed because he's fallen in love with her and they say, come on, it's funny. And, you know, that's the most important thing about the medical business is the humor. That and the the girls uh, and that dried up 10 years ago, says Reed. So um... I love that scene. I mean, just, <laughs> just seeing Richard say those things. Yep. So they I often, mean, it, it's, it's, it's a, a bit more yeah. explicit than that, but uh, as well as that, as soon as um, Sanchez shouts, Liz's makeup is just ruined. Yes, I love that. I love that. That's a common thing throughout the entire show of just ruining her makeup off scene. And this just, I love it. I never <laughs> get tired of that. So now we see uh, Reed offers Liz a coffee. He says, Come on, I'll buy you a coffee. And Dag says, The coffee's free here. And he says, She doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, If Wonton gets word of this, my ass is grass and he's got a lawnmower. And now, I don't know if you noticed this magical moment, but we see Douglas looking into a microscope and he sees broccoli and it's like a little clip art of broccoli. Is this the first time we've, and only time, we've seen Douglas do medicine? Uh, well, I mean, we're always going to jump back to the shovel incident. <laughs> but I mean, here... Again, he does look through the microscope. He sees the broccoli. He takes it out. He does dip his finger in it and lick it. Tastes like broccoli. He figures it out. So I guess I'm not going to chalk that up to medicine. Generally, you don't taste patient samples of anything. Not normally, but just the microscope, I mean. (laughs) So... What we have next is um, he rings someone called Gavin, who I think we don't know, and they confirm that, you know, the mist that they saw contained fungi and it could infect you, but only if you're left next to an air vent. So we just had an amazing bit of exposition over the telephone. (laughs) Just, Just because. And of course, she's turning into broccoli because they left her directly next to an air vent and pointed out very clearly that they were doing so. Sanchez has now made her soup with an egg in it and a pork pie, and she spills it, and he says, I'll get a nurse to help you change. And she says, I'd be more comfortable with a doctor's touch. And they flirt very obviously, and um, and there we go. So that's there now a couple, I guess. Um, now, for the first time, we see Garth and Dean together in an interview skit. They're not uh, separate. They're actually in the same place. And they just discuss poetry and euphemisms for sex scenes and how everyone's more vulgar nowadays and they're not as poetic anymore. Um, and that's that's that, really. 
Dogs. That really just that scene made me feel so uncomfortable. A little bit, yeah. It's like having to talk from your parents. <laughs> it is a bit. And I think Richard Iowati makes it that way. Um, you don't expect it from him. We've had that from Garth all along, I suppose, in some in some sense. So Dag says that all broccoli must have come from space uh, and become less aggressive over time. And Reed says, no wonder it tastes funny. And Dag gets annoyed and he says, come on, that was funny. Um, and Dag says, how do we tell Sanchez his girl is turning into broccoli? He says, I can cope with constant bereavement, but he can't. Most people can't. So that's, that's Dag just being Superman again, you know. Um, Liz hands Dag a bar chart with, with the miscellaneous bar chart. And apparently this proves that the thing can be passed on through intercourse. And they say, well, in that case, if Sanchez has slept with her, half of Romford will have it by the morning. Now, I don't get this, because the whole point is, why won't she be mine? Why am I not as attractive as Douglas? Douglas gets all the girls. But now they're pointing out that Sanchez gets all the girls. So there's a very inconsistent story there. I mean, I suppose he doesn't get the girls that he wants, but he can still... Yeah, maybe, maybe. Go out and find somebody. <laughs> so we, we cut to Sanchez and the girl, and he says, bang goes my Hippocratic Oath. And she says, well, have you ever done this before? And he says, well, once or twice, but it was their dying wish. This is different. And she says, hold me in your arms. And they say, we don't even know each other's names. And she says, I'm Linda. And he says, and I'm Dr. Sanchez. I find that so funny (laughs) that the doctor does not know the patient's name. And he doesn't even give her his first name either when they're after they've made love. I love it. (laughs) Now we get sinister. Garth points out the entire episode is a metaphor for AIDS. And Dean says, I have had terrible, terrible experiences with, with the AIDS. Um, my half-brother, he went, and then Freddie went. I wasn't 100. They actually show a picture of Dean's half-brother. So <laughs> I'm not 100% sure is there, a back, there, is there an actual story here, or is he just... You know, I think they just took a picture of a crew member or something, honestly. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's an inside joke like along those lines where it's like, this guy died of AIDS. Like, oh. I can't believe you guys said that on television, on your show. Well, um, we can't believe they said it. I mean, Garth says back then no one would touch this subject, you know, so he's right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it, for a show that does take the piss out of itself. It is very consistent with its... Um, uh, time referencing hmm. it was a show that came out in 2004 they based it in the 80s but so much of everything that's come out is very heavily centered in 80s uh, culture yeah, yeah that element is actually kind of impressive i think there was the a 80s, lot of although it's silly i think they did put a lot of thought into it you know yeah okay so garth is with the padre again so julian barrett has been in two-thirds of the episodes um, even though you wouldn't really think about him when you mention the show. He's, you know, he's an extra, essentially, every time. They talk about love, and he says, my best friend's woman's going to die, and I need to boil her. And the Padre says, well, you could steam her. And then Dag quotes Romeo and Juliet again, and then points out that he's quoting Romeo and Juliet again. And the Padre says, you're the most sensitive man I know, and I know God. And then they hug. So <laughs> just more praise for Garth. What does this scene add? You know, just every time we see the Padre, it doesn't add anything to the show. It just, I guess, it shows the human side. 
of Gareth? I suppose, yeah. He just goes and hangs out with the with the with the priest, and I don't really know why, but there we go. Now we're in a bar, and of course it's the same bar from the song because you know they need to reuse that set. Um. Sanchez orders a drink and he orders one for Dag and Dag says, how do I tell him his girl's dying? I know, I'll just lie to him instead. So he says, she doesn't love you. I just saw her. She told me she's gone. I need to forget about her. And Sanchez is annoyed and he says, you're just jealous that I got the girl for once. Um, this time I got the girl, but I don't understand it because they said he gets all the girls, whatever. Now there's a fight scene. Um, they push, put their arms up like they're going to hit and Dag push, um, Sanchez pushes Dag's arm away and they show the same bit three times from three different angles. Um, and then Sanchez goes to hit him with a champagne, which is in a bucket, but he picks it up and it's still in the bucket because it's glued in because it's a prop and the camera zooms in on it so you can see it's a prop and it's not a real champagne in a bucket. Um, but then he gets pushed away anyway. And then he says, look, I'll level with you. She's dying. She needs to be boiled. It's like over my dead body. And he goes to hit him with a chair. Um, but then they, you know, he ducks the chair. Now they fight and we get cool, funky music playing and really bad fight scenes where it's typically one person looking at the camera directly, flailing their arms, you know, and then they roll around on the floor a little bit until, of course, Reed comes in with a shotgun, which is, you you know, how they fix everything in this show. It does look really cool with the shotgun, though. It just suits him. It's the hair, it's the shotgun, it's his clothes. <laughs> I it just... Is, yeah. I, I think Richard should just be allowed to carry a shotgun around with him all of the time. How many episodes has he had a shotgun? At least half of them, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm still giddy about the first episode where he kept shooting a shotgun <laughs> randomly <laughs> in every single direction. It just, something about it works. He's brilliant. Uh, he says, I want you both in my office five minutes ago, so you'd best hurry. And then they're in the office and he says, I back Dag 110%. So I could backtrack 10% and I'd still be right behind him. And he says, look, when my <laughs> wife died, I could barely finish my lunch. <laughs> so now we find out that Sanchez, um, his private parts are green and need to be cut off. Um, and Reed says, you know, I'll help Dag with the operation. And they say, well, that old man, he hasn't performed surgery in like 20 years. Um, and they all hold out their hands as if they're going to fight. So they all go like, ha, and put their hands out like they're about to do karate or something. And now we cut to Dean Lerner and he says, look, I'm sorry, but the upcoming footage was all lost during a drinking-related misadventure, which I deeply regret. Instead of the fight scene, here are some holographic stills with added narration from the available cast. And it's just some pictures of them fighting, and then they wheel him in on a hospital bed, and they all talk very quickly and give exposition. But it's the wrong actors for the scenes. So it'll be like, Reed will be reading Sanchez's parts and things like that. So it's whatever. Um, and now we cut and they say, Sanchez, so we almost see surgery done, except it's done in a still image with narration. They couldn't even put it in the actual video, like the actual episode. <laughs> so Sanchez has his surgery. He gets his uh, bits removed, but it's too late for Linda. She's going to die. We don't see any medicine being done. Sanchez is out helping cripples, apparently, crippled children. Um, and so we get Garth with Linda and he whispers, you know, you're going to be all right. And he does this dramatic whisper that he does with, uh, with the kids in the, in the other episodes. And uh, Liz is with him and they're all sitting with Linda and she gives him a wind chime. And they say, this is a dream catcher. What's a dream catcher? It's like a wind chime. Just say wind chime then. And she says, Sanchez loves wind and he loves rattling signs. 
and he loves you. And then Linda dies, and the chefs come in in their chef costumes and take her away to boil her. I mean, it's just bloody weird. I didn't get a good look if it was Stephen Merchant as the chef again or not. One of them was tall, but he's not mentioned in the credits, so I'm not sure. Um, Now all the mist disappears, and we have Douglas with a kid again um, for the third time. And the kid says, thank you for saving my life. And he looks at the mum and says, he's a good kid, but you got to keep him off the smack. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, maybe get some stability in your life. Get yourself a husband. And she just nods like, yes, I I need a man. Um, And now Sanchez is on crutches post-surgery and they do this dramatic, you know, hey, big guy kind of thing. And Rick says, I'll find you an adequate replacement. It's not clear if that's adequate replacement for bodily parts that were removed or for the girlfriend. Um, and he gives him the dream catcher and Sanchez says, I think you should keep it for saving my life. And then he says, hey, thanks for that lift. So everything's happy and fine because he thanked him for the lift. It all came full circle, you know. And now Liz brings Sanchez a hamper. Uh, and Dean comes in and his, in, he's still in scrubs and he has his thumb up and he's got a big bandage around his thumb and it's seeping red with blood because he's bad at surgery. <laughs> and they all wave goodbye and Douglas walks away. And now we go to the rooftop for the final time and Dag's there and the dream catcher's hanging up. He says, the broccoli has gone, but the hurt remains. What we have to fear is ourselves and AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> He says, we'll have to look out for everyone. Not that I ever get any thanks. And then he walks away and we freeze frame. Uh, And that's the episode within the episode finished. And we get our final uh, interview scenes. And Garth says, all I wanted to do with this show was make people laugh and cry and poop themselves. And Dean says, there's an end to this kind of quality TV. We'll never see this again. TV is being dumbed down. Horror is in decline. Readings in decline. Numeracy is in decline. And then Todd repeats it. They cut to Todd Rivers and all he says is his line from the first episode. You and he were buddies, were you not? And that's all I need to say. And then Garth says, look, we didn't know how successful this show would be. We didn't know what would it achieve. We didn't know people would still be talking about it today. And Dean says, Garth's place in history is assured. And Garth finishes the episode by saying, I don't ask for much. All I want is to change the way you think about life. And that's it. I mean, I, I find it, uh, I don't know. I sick of myself because I'm still talking about the show and I'm proving Garth right. It's <laughs> uh, 17 years later, yeah. Um, I've never met anyone else who's uh, seen the show. <laughs> I'll be honest. Only people that I've Funny shown that. It That's, I mean... That's like having a rare disease and saying, I've never met anybody with this rare disease other than the people I've given this to. <laughs> it's kind of like that. During the original like- lockdown, during the original lockdown, someone on Facebook did a Garth Marenghi's pub quiz um, on Facebook. So I did attend that. So I know that someone in the world has seen it, but no one I've ever met in real life. What I like, sorry, there was one part I just want to jump back on is within the context of that episode, he never mentioned AIDS. When they were talking about AIDS, it was always the actors yeah. talking uh, in interviews. So the fact that, and I missed this, 
But it's only when you were talking about it. The fact that he says all we have to fear is, <laughs> you know, the rest of his line and AIDS. All we have to fear is ourselves and AIDS. <laughs> and AIDS. <laughs> so for somebody actually just watching the episode itself without commentary, it's a little bit out of the blue, isn't it? It is a bit. And, you know, speaking of commentary... On my DVD version, uh, I've never tried this, by the way, but each episode has a commentary track you can turn on with the three male actors. That is too better for me. I've, I've never so done it. Have... I don't like commentary tracks in general, but um, this is going to be too much on the show where you've already got that scene interviews. That's, yeah, no, that, that's, it's too much. I mean, I'm trying to keep up with like at least two characters per person mm-hmm. and then just remembering oh i don't know that's that's actually too much it, it, but... it's gonna be too much yeah and there's a few extra bonus things which i also haven't looked at uh, they're called additionata and um they have commentary tracks they have some test footage and bits and pieces that i haven't looked at and a full version of the song of course um was the whole show worth it for the song yeah it is, isn't it? <laughs> I would actually say yes. If you knew about the song, I would say just go to the sixth episode. That's all you need. That's the high point. Um, actually, no, I would argue that you need to watch the rest of the, the other episodes to actually have some context. Maybe, yeah. Get a sense of what the show is actually like. Which was yeah, your, you which was your favorite episode? Uh, I want to pick one, but all that's coming out is Skippy the Eye Child and that <laughs> horrible scene, and that's all my brain is like. Do you well, remember looking back on this? This is the trauma that you saw. My, my next question was going to be, which was your least favourite? And I think it's the Eye Child, right? It's got to be. Yeah, it's definitely the Eye That was the one of the more sinister ones for me, yeah. Dean. I just... <laughs> I'm trying to remember. What was... The monkeys uh, were good. Yes, that was actually my favourite episode. I think uh, so. Uh, with no fielding, and it was just just because they looked like they were having fun filming it. Um, they did. It's surprisingly was... never got no feeling again. He's only in that one episode where they horribly underuse him. <laughs> yeah, with lots of makeup and you wouldn't know it was him or not. <laughs> um, what was the second episode? I can't remember. The, the telekinesis. Oh, this, this telekinesis. I, I like really it. enjoy that one. That I, I would say that I like the, the even numbered episodes. So that's two, four and six. The telekinesis, the, Actually, uh, the monkeys right and the last one with the broccoli and the song. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really know what was going on with the Scottish thing. It's all then, right, but it's a bit weaker, you know. And then, of course, you got the Eye Child, and then you got the original episode with the with the where they open the gates of hell. I think those are the weaker ones. I think, well, the first one you you're just getting a taste, you're getting a you're settling in. You don't really know what to expect, and then once you've adjusted your expectations, then the other episodes are all fine. Um, I really enjoyed it. Good. Are you going to survive actually, without it? You know, I, I know that your life has changed um, because this is a groundbreaking show and I know that it's really had an impact on you. Uh, I think right. it's like a bowl of cereal, you know? <laughs> I, I enjoy it when it's there, but as soon as it's gone, I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> well, have you got any concluding remarks? I think we're done. Just, I guess, just keep dreaming. Okay. Guys, we're going to close the gates of hell for one last time. We're going to leave the world of Garth's imagination. And I leave with the following very important lines. He's a one-track lover down a two-way lane. This has been Dark Place Dreamers. Thank you for listening if you did listen. And don't thank you if you didn't. 
Ciao. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.